Grace and peace to you from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. This morning as we reflect upon these words from Isaiah, I'm reminded of a place that's very special to me. You see, for 10 years of my so far short life, or rather 10 summers, I served alongside the beautiful people, the wonderful staff and counselors, the beautiful parents and children of Trinity Woods Summer Day Camp in Macon, Georgia. We had our fun days in the sun. We drank plenty of water. We enjoyed our time out in the beauty of God's creation and we shared together in joys and sorrows as a family. I can say with confidence as I stand here today that I am the person who I am in large part due to Trinity Woods. Trinity Woods over the years has become a core part of who I am. But today I'm not reminded of the highs and the lows, the, the joys or the sorrows, the ultimate frisbee or the dodgeball. Today I'm reminded of the land of Trinity Woods Summer Day Camp in Macon, Georgia. Or more particularly, a specific piece of land at the center of the campus. You see, I'm not reminded of the 17 acres of pines and oaks that towered over the campus, but of one small strip of land in the center of campus known as the desert. I still remember my first encounter with the desert. I was 15 years old. It was my first day at camp. And what it means when you're 15 years old at Trinity Woods Summer Day Camp in Macon, Georgia, is that you're the junior counselor. You can kind of imagine the job. You're the courier. You're the errand boy. You're the one who makes sure the kids don't run away, and you're the one that gets blamed when they do. And here I was on my first day of camp, and I was told that my group was down there playing somewhere near, you guessed it, the desert. Now the question that was bouncing around in my head then that I eventually asked out loud was, what exactly again is the desert? And with a little bit of a grin on her face and a finger pointing down a gravel road, the then director, now second mother to me, looked at me and said, baby, just start walking. You'll know it when you see it. And she was right. Now keep in mind, I was, I was 15. And here I was in this campus that's 17 acres of pines and oaks. And I'm standing here walking down a gravel road on a humid, hot Georgia day, walking through some strange woods, walking by a strange creek, walking down a strange gravel road, having absolutely no idea where I'm going, and I'm looking for some place called the desert. And yet, when I came to the end of the road, as it opened up into a field, as I looked across the way, I knew exactly what she was talking about. There across from me was a strip of land about 40 feet wide, about 80 feet deep, that had absolutely nothing growing on it. Rocky, sandy, broken, sun-scorched Georgia dirt. This was a piece of land that was completely hopeless. I'm, this is a piece of land that I'm not sure that even water could help. If you looked around to the right or to the left, there was abundance. There were the, the tall pines and oaks towering over. There was the big grass field just over to the right, but not in the desert. 
You see, the desert, in the desert there was no life. There was no abundance. All you'd find in the desert was death. And it's that little stretch of land that's so reflective of God's people in our text this morning. When you or I look at the Israelites through the eyes of Isaiah, when God looked at his people, all he saw was death. The Israelites were a dried up, thirsty ground, an idolatrous people. There is no life. There's no abundance, there's no life, there's no hope. If you were to look at them, the only thing that you would probably find is death. And yet our four short verses that we share this morning aren't about any of that. You see, because these first four, vocus, or first four verses, the focus is not on the dry ground. It's on the incredible thing that God does with it. In these first four verses, what Isaiah is describing is how God takes death and brings life. Isaiah writes, this is the word of Yahweh, your maker, who formed you from the womb. He will help you. Do not fear, Jacob, my servant, and Yeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water on thirsty land and streams on dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your seed and my blessing on your offspring. They will sprout among the grass like willows by the stream banks. Out of death will come life. On thirsty land, water will be poured. On dry ground, streams will be poured. On the seed, the descendants of Israel, the spirit will be poured on the offspring of Jacob. Blessing will be poured. For Israel, the message is, look and see what God will do. And for us, the message is, look and see what God has done. We see it in the cycle of the judges. We see it in the Exodus. We see it as the Israelites return from captivity. We see it in our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. God has done it. He's taken the dry ground and the thirsty land and brought out of it renewal and life. And he's still doing the same thing today, bringing forth life and abundance. How so? In very much the same way. Yahweh says, I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. Jesus' promise to you in your baptism was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, baptized child of God. And what that means for us is that he's giving you a promise of life and a life that he gives you in abundance. Jesus tells his disciples, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, the Father will send him in my name. He will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've told you. In that spirit, you have a promise, a promise of life. In that spirit, that pouring out of the spirit, you've been given that power, a power that brings forth resurrection, a power that works even on your sin-stained desert heart. Yes, you. 
you who struggle in that desert that is your own heart and your own mind. Rocky, broken, sandy, sin-scorched desert heart. Even for you, the water, the word, the spirit has been poured out. You see, the desert, the thirsty ground, that's us. Apart from Christ, there's no life, there's no promise, there's no abundance, there's no hope. It's a desert with nothing growing in it. But in Christ, that changes everything. In the waters of baptism, you live in the renewal and the life that is Jesus Christ. You've been taken from death into life. And friends, that's how this all will end, too. Or rather, continue. The beautiful picture that Isaiah paints for us is one that shows you that promise that you now have in Christ Jesus through his outpouring in the Spirit while also giving you a glimpse, a foretaste of what is to come when Christ returns. You thought you've seen life before? You haven't seen anything yet. You thought you've seen a desert transformation before? Just wait for that final day. On that day, we will truly rise like willows in the middle of a desert grass. From death to life. Well, I couldn't live uh, with not telling you just a little bit more about the desert at Trinity Woods Summer Day Camp in Macon, Georgia, because there's another reason why it reminds me so much of our text this morning. I guess you could say that it's given me a foretaste of what's to come. You see, today, if you were to go down to the area of land known as the desert, stand upon its edges and look out with a new staff person standing right next to you, and you were to tell this person that this area of land is known as the desert, they would look at you sideways. And I enjoy every minute of it. I love watching their faces because that has to be one of the most ironic names that they've ever come across. Because at the beginning of the summer, every year now, the grass is clean up to my hip. And I have no idea how it happened. In a place where there is nothing but death, now there's abundant life. And the exact same thing can be said of you, baptized child of God, whom Christ died for. There is no heart so dead, so dry, so broken, so rocky, so sandy, so sin-scorched that Christ can't bring to it life and abundance. That's the power of that outpouring. You have a Savior who's taken you from death into life. And on that final day, he will bring you from death into life in life 
abundantly one more time. To God be the glory, and may his grace be with you all. Amen. At this time we rise as we sing.